This is the Book Marketing Action Podcast, and I'm Becky Robinson. Since 2012, my team and I have partnered with more than 100 authors to launch more than 130 business books. On this podcast, I'll share the best insights and actionable ideas from our work so that you can implement sustainable activities to reach your goals for your book. Whether you're a seasoned author looking to breathe new life into your book or someone who dreams of writing a book someday, this podcast will help you be more successful in getting results as an author. Hi, everyone. This is Becky Robinson, and I'm so thrilled to be back with you for another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. And I'm especially happy today to be meeting a new friend, Liz Charlotte Grant. Liz, welcome. Thank you so much, Becky. I'm delighted to be here. So this month, we are focusing on the topic of social media, and I'm so excited to dive into a conversation with you, Liz, about Instagram. But before we do that, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work? And I know you have a book that's in the works, so I can't wait to hear about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a nonfiction writer, so I write essays and memoir. I'm an editor for The Curator Magazine, and I have a memoir that's in process about losing vision and seeing God. So I started losing vision in my right eye in 2017. And that led me on a journey of asking God for healing and also seeking healing in my family relationships as well. So a lot of mental health work in there as well. And one of my favorite tools for growing platform is actually Instagram, which is why I wanted to talk with you today. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. I have been using Instagram for a while, but I'm sure that I'm going to learn from you because I noticed that your following is at least four times larger than mine, if not more. <laughs> so hopefully by the end of this podcast, we'll all have some ideas about how to use Instagram more effectively or about how to get started if we haven't. So with that in mind, there may be some folks listening today, Liz, who are beginning beginners and have never used or even looked at Instagram. So could you give us just a quick description of what Instagram is and how it works? Absolutely. So Instagram, there are kind of two ways to view Instagram. You can view Instagram on a profile, like kind of a Facebook page where there's a grid of photos. And so somebody can come onto your profile and click one of those photos. And when they click in, it has a little caption and they can write comments on that. So that's one way. And then the other way is through a feed. So if you open the Instagram app. It's a primarily a phone app. It works best on your phone. It's not really meant to work on your computer. So you open it on your phone and you see a feed. So anybody that you are following, you will see their photo and their caption from that day. And so it's ordered based on the newest content. So if anytime you open it, you're going to see new content from creators or writers or friends or family that you follow. So that's primarily how people experience Instagram, although sometimes they will also go onto your profile and look to see what things you've done in the past. Yes, got it. Thank you so much. That's a really helpful basic intro. So if authors are listening today, how can they know if Instagram is a worthwhile platform for them for building community for their book? Yeah. I'm someone who will tell you that Instagram is helpful for anyone. I would say in particular for folks who are looking to engage some younger audiences. So when you're looking at the demographic for Instagram, about 37% of all internet users use Instagram. So that's a huge portion of people who are using the internet and it has a especially high engagement rate. Most 
people who are using the app visit the site daily or more than daily. So it's just a lot of constant checking in that people do with this particular medium and this particular social media platform. And it's especially high usage among younger adults. So between the ages of 18 to 29, 16% of online adults are going to use Instagram. And that actually peaks with 18 to 24 year olds. So obviously for YA authors or medium grade authors, or even kind of young adult in that kind of 20s range, this is something to pay attention to. But really, you're looking at about a third of adults in the US use Instagram. So it's a huge number of people. So I would say for anybody who's kind of writing toward that audience, Instagram is going to be a great tool. I would also say one of the things that's really important about Instagram to understand is that it is a really great way to learn about your audience. They have wonderful insight tools, and it's a way to engage with readers in a very daily way. So if your readers, if you know that they're active on social media, it's a good way to pick up other readers who are interested in content like yours. That's really helpful. So a couple of things, Liz, I've talked to authors before and they get really overwhelmed because they say, well, I'm not a photographer. So Mm -hmm. can you talk to us about this perception that in order to have a successful Instagram profile, you have to be a great photographer since it's all photo-based? Absolutely. So I think one of the great things that I've been seeing in recent years is that actually it's a lot more important the kind of content you are bringing in writing. When I look at author profiles, profiles, there's often different things that they're doing. So sometimes it's almost like a sneak peek in your daily life. And you don't need to be an amazing photographer to still get people's attention in that. If you take a picture of a beautiful sunset, and I'm talking about pictures with your phone. I'm not talking about a professional camera or setup or anything like that. I mean, I'm talking about these kind of devotional readings. It's very much things that people are looking for on Instagram. So that's one of the things for myself that I have really enjoyed. So on my Instagram, I tend to cover a couple different things, a couple different categories. And I tell people as well, this is a helpful way to think about Instagram in order to break it down so it doesn't feel so overwhelming. So I, I split my content into different categories. I'm writing about family. I'm writing about my writing work. And then I'm taking photos of food. So literally, I'm just cooking a dish and taking a photo. It's a point and click operation for me. I think when you're thinking about taking better photos on Instagram, that helps. (laughs) You know, if your entire platform you're hoping to build as an author is on Instagram, yeah, you might want to get a nice camera to take some photos. But if it's part of your strategy of continuing to connect with your following that you already have, it can be one other way which you enter their life. And I've had followers who, this is the reason that I've stuck with the platform, really, because I've had followers who said, you know, your writing hit me right where I was today. And so to be able to enter their life in a moment they needed right then was very important. So I tend to kind of, like I said, I break it down into categories, which makes it less overwhelming. So I'll post, you know, Monday, I'll post this. Wednesday, I'll post this. Friday, I'll post this. And then in addition, I try to get things outside if I can. (laughs) So I have better lighting, which helps, of course. But I don't think it's necessary because a lot of folks, so in particular in the therapy and devotional space, a lot of folks will post quotations. So you don't even have to be taking photos. You literally can create a quotation in one of these free design tools like Canva is a great source for that. 
like a colored background with script. That's it. And I think that is another way that writers are kind of incorporating their writing and making it visual. The other thing is there are lots of poets on there who will just post their short poem in the same way. And so I think there are ways to be creative with the platform where you don't have to be a visual artist to make it interesting to people for them to want to follow you. That is so helpful, Liz. And I appreciate you drawing out some of those key ideas. For those who might want to get started with Instagram as a result of hearing what we're talking about today, what's the best way to start? So you mentioned the idea of having categories in mind and authors might choose to incorporate some quotations that they can make easily in Canva. You talked about for you, you do your family and your writing work and food. For me, I post a lot on my Instagram about running. I don't post a lot about my family on Instagram. I do write about my company or about books that we're promoting. And I used to do a lot of coffee posts, to be honest. I feel like those get a lot of traction. Everybody loves coffee. They do. Um, So in terms of an author listening and wondering even where to begin, how do you come up with the idea for that first post? Or what should you do first? I mean, I would say first you need an Instagram account in the first place, right? And that should be your name. I mean, it should be across all your platforms. People should be able to find you easily, right? So mine is Liz Charlotte Grant. That's it. (laughs) You know, nothing too crazy. If you have a developed brand for yourself that's kind of adjacent, it could be that as well. I would say also one of the ways to deal with that platform overwhelm is just to start. Just try it. It doesn't have to be perfect or exactly how it will be in a year, right? Like you can try and experiment and just see what works. So I think just getting on the platform is the main thing. I also encourage folks to get on the platform to just view what other people are doing. So I think that's a good starting place. If someone has never used Instagram before, just log on to the app and just see what people are doing. I think sometimes it just helps to sit and look and gather some inspiration that way. So potentially to think about other authors who are in your niche or competitors or colleagues and see what they're doing on Instagram. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you can start to kind of study and see what is attractive to you. And that's usually a pretty good indicator of something that you could kind of pursue doing for yourself. Because listen, none of us are going to be doing the social media stuff consistently if we don't like what we're doing. And so it really has to kind of come out of a natural outgrowth of interest you already have. Otherwise, you're not going to spend any time doing it. That's a really helpful suggestion. So how about for those authors who might be listening who are already using Instagram, they're nodding ahead along as you talk about the types of posts to do. What about ideas for growth? How does someone Mm -hmm. go from a few hundred followers to a few thousand followers? I think you really have to seek to build a consistent brand. So I would say brand, I'm certain that this is something that you guys talk about a lot. Brand is about consistency of message, tone, and look. It's that look and feel that people can come to expect. So I think as you kind of continue to develop your particular brand, you're going to know, okay, this is what my Instagram account is about, right? My Instagram account is maybe about therapy and gardening and running, or maybe it's about health and well-being, including the spiritual life, right? So you're going to, over time, continue to hone that message to make it consistent. And then once you've done that, your account will become more and more attractive over time to people. Now, as far as like increasing the number of followers, I would say the first thing I tell people is really to switch to a business account or a creator account. And you can do that in your settings. What that does for you is it gives you insight 
into the type of people who are following you, the time of day even that they're engaging with your content, the demographics, where they're located in the country or the world, whether they're men or women, that kind of thing. And that kind of information is very helpful to you to figure out, okay, who is engaging with this? When are they engaging with it? How many are engaging? That gives you really useful information to continue growing your platform, right? So if you find, say you start posting pictures of food and your dog and your writing, right? Now, all of a sudden you can look over time in your insights to see, okay, which of those categories are really resonating with your readers? All of a sudden you have this really data-driven insight into your audience and you get to kind of go into that and say, okay, I see that this thing is really resonating. Well, I'm going to just post more of that. That's going to be a tool to help you continue to grow your following. I would also say making a plan to post consistently is probably the best thing you can do to continue to get your work seen by people so that they become loyal followers. Once you have those loyal followers, they're going to share your account organically. You're not going to have to do anything special to attract more people because they're going to be saying, hey, did you see this? I just love this post from this author I follow. Responsiveness to your audience is another huge thing if you're getting in there. And that grows loyalty as well, right? Like if you are commenting back to your followers, that's going to feel really great to them. They're going to feel like this author is accessible to me. They care about me. Hopefully you do care about them (laughs) from far away. So that's a genuine message you're sending. And that's something people love, of course. And then there's a lot of other ways. But I would say those are kind of the keys. One other thing that was helpful for me in growing my platform was to use hashtags, which is sort of like slapping a genre label on your book at the bookstore, right? Like which shelf does this post belong in? (laughs) Where does your account belong? And that's how I tend to think of it. And one of the tools that Instagram has given for growth is once, if you have active engagement, you can actually get into the top post category in a particular hashtag. And so if you pick a hashtag, if your hashtag is, when you type in a hashtag, it actually pops up on Instagram to tell you how popular that one is. It has this many posts or whatever. So I'm going to bet for some of us, if a particular hashtag has say 5,000 posts, like you're going to get some more traction there and maybe get into that top post spot where more people can see you if they click on that hashtag. They're going to see your post at the top, which will just get you more traffic to those posts, right? Whereas if you picked a hashtag that has like a million, five million, it's unlikely that you will get into that top post spot, right? So that's another method I use. And last, I actually... I will occasionally promote my posts. Any business endeavor, which I consider writing to be an entrepreneurial business endeavor, you're going to pay some money to do some marketing at some point, right? So for myself, I have a really small budget. I don't spend over 20 bucks monthly promoting posts on Instagram. But every so often, if one seems to be getting traction, I will promote that post and just see what kind of insights it gives me. And usually I can reach new followers that way as well. That's really helpful. So I have kind of a strange question. One of the things I noticed when I looked at your profile, Liz, is that you are following many fewer people than are following you. So you have about 4,100 followers and you're following a little over a thousand, if I recall. And I know back in the early days when I was growing my Twitter account, the wisdom at the time was always make sure you are following fewer people than are following you. Because if you follow a whole lot of people, it's going to look like you're just trying to game the system or gain followers. Do you think that translates in Instagram? And 
I'm following more people than are following me because I love following people. I see a post that's interesting and I don't pay any attention at all. I just follow whomever I want to follow without watching that ratio. So talk to us a little bit about the ratio on Instagram and how to manage that. I think the ratio thing is something to keep in mind. But if you're posting real stuff that's interesting, I don't think people are going to care. So I follow and unfollow people frequently all the time. And the reason is because I'm interested in their content, or maybe sometimes I will also follow someone to kind of give them a personal invitation to view my profile in the case that they would like it. So I will often, I think most people, it's that way where they're kind of, people are in and out. I don't think it's a strange thing. (laughs) I don't think people see that as weird, you know, the ratio that you're following and unfollowing. But, you know, some people might. So it's something to keep in mind. Like if you see that the following number creeping up, maybe it's time to kind of go through and trim a bit. But I think that's not something mostly that people are thinking about. That's just my opinion, though. I think that's one of those things. People have different feelings about it. But I'm kind of like, you know what? It's for fun. You don't lose anything by having a high follower count or a high following count. In fact, you get to gain a lot from seeing a lot of different people and understanding people kind of in your sphere. So I think it's fun. Thank you so much. Well, so I know that I have already taken away a few action items from today's conversation. But what we always do at this point in the podcast is we give people some action steps that they can implement today. And so Liz, could you recommend one or two action steps that people can take as a result of listening to today's podcast? Yes. First, I would say create an account. (laughs) That's (laughs) a good first step. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And for those who have an account, I would shift right now your account from personal to either business or creator. There's not a huge difference between the two, but that will open up all of those insights about your audience for you. And it will give you the ability to promote posts like we've talked about. So I would do that right away and then get on in there and kind of look at what the insights actually tell you. It might have to actually load. Now that I'm thinking about it, it might have to load, but kind of with ongoing content. But that will give you so much more information about your audience, which I think will be helpful moving forward. And then the other thing would be to just look at your account. Try to look at it from an outsider's perspective. How does your profile photo look? Do you look inviting in that photo? Is your general profile, your grid, attractive when someone initially looks? What kind of content are you drawn to creating? Like, what have you written about? What are you doing? And that will give you a lot of insight into what you as a creator would like to do in the future on Instagram as well to make a good plan to keep growing. Those are some terrific action steps, Liz. Thank you so much. And before we wrap Mm -hmm. up today's podcast, what I'd love to do is have you tell our audience how they can find out more about you and your work. Absolutely. So you can find my website at lizcharlotte.com. And my Instagram account, in case you want to check it out, (laughs) since we're talking about it, is at Liz Charlotte Grant. So I would love to see you all, meet you all there, any listeners. And I also do an Instagram 101 class specifically made to help authors grow and increase their platform and following on Instagram. And it's a lot of these kind of things where we're discussing what are your particular goals for Instagram? What is your audience? What is your content going to be like? And so I just help authors think that through. So again, that's on my website, lizcharlotte.com backslash Instagram dash 101. So that's Instagram dash 101. 
Perfect. We will have all those links in the show notes. So all you need to do is take a look at the show notes to get those important links and stay in touch with Liz. Anything else you want to say as we wrap up? I think I might have cut you off there. No, I'm eager to see what your audience does with their Instagram accounts. Best of luck to you with that. Thanks again for joining us for today's episode. We'll be back with you next week and more on the topic of social media. So have a great day. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll subscribe today and tell a friend about our show. If you're looking for hands-on help to market your book or have a question you'd like to hear me answer here, please email me, becky at weavinginfluence.com. 